On such October days as this, we look about us as though in some new and magic land. The mystical draws close behind the luminous veil. We see things about us and sense larger meanings just beyond our grasp. Looking back on such a time, we add, as Thoreau did one autumn day, and something more I saw which cannot easily be described. From naturalist Edwin Way Teal. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaja Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for October 28th to November 4th, 2016. We're coming up on the new beaver moon. Some natural events. Last quarter moon, we traveled through Black's Woods, a scenic area straddling the border between Washington and Hancock counties, with quiet lakes and ponds, dramatic granite slopes, and flaming fall colors of birch, beech, and red maple. We travel this 12-mile stretch of road often, but have never seen it more breathtakingly beautiful. And it was especially gratifying to show it off to old friends from the Midwest. Also, we've been putting up our firewood for the coming winter, splitting, stacking cords of red oak, red maple, uh, yellow birch, and a bit of brown ash. It's a marvelous meditation on the mysteries of time, life, and death. Each time a chunk of wood is split, a sight never before seen by human eyes is revealed. Sometimes it feels a little bit like doing an autopsy. The history of this one tree is written in its grain as it adds ring after ring, year after year. The narrow, dark rings mark its life in winters, and the tree grows very slowly. The wider, light rings show its life in summers. When the sun shines, the rain falls, and the tree grows faster. Cold winter, dry summer. Mild winter, wet summer. All recorded in the wood. The grain of the wood flows around and covers the stubs of broken branches. It creeps ever so slowly over wounds. It shimmers like silk. It smells like sweet musk. It is the flesh of the soil builders, the air cleansers, the ship plankers, the housemakers, the largest creatures on earth. Splitting wood is harmlessly hallucinogenic, leading us from our own dooryard into forestry and botany, and there into physics and theology and cosmology, and then into mythology and ultimate things all while we work away and watch the woodpile grow. Here's a field and forest report. It wasn't more than a month ago that sunflowers stood tall and upright in many a garden, waving heart-shaped leaves outstretched like green hands, faces spiraled with ebony seeds and wreathed with yellow, turning to follow the sun through the sky during the day. Now they stand stiffly with heads bowed, their dried leaves rattling in the wind, their seeds pulled out by finches 
or fallen to the ground. But what a rich bounty sunflowers bear each year. From birds to squirrels to mice to deer, there are few animals that don't relish those handsome, oily seeds. Sunflowers, Helianthus species, are native to North America and are now farmed all over the world. But few of us have ever seen a commercial sunflower farm. Just imagine the sight of acres and acres of these giant members of the Aster family scanning the sky together. Sunflowers are grown both for the oil and for the seeds. Just about every two-legged or four-legged loves them. The other morning before dawn, I saw a pair of skunks browsing on spilled seed under the bird feeders. We get our sunflower seed in 50-pound bags, and we have to keep it in a steel trash can with a bungee cord holding the lid on, or it will be pilfered by Espans the raccoon or Miku the red squirrel. And, of course, everyone has a story about Muin, the black bear, tearing down a bird feeder to get at the sunflower seeds. I heard about a fellow who was watching TV in his underwear one night when he heard a commotion outside. He went to the door, and there was Muin dismantling his $40 bird feeder for the sunflower seeds. Well, the man started out in the yard yelling, Get away from there! Shoo! Old Muin took one look at the man, reared up, and let out a loud roof, at which point the man dashed back into the house in the blink of an eye. I decided then and there I could just as well do this some other time, he said. Here's a rank opinion. It's an absolutely vital survival skill to be able to recognize when retreat is your best option. And finally, a seed pod for you to carry around with you this week from uh, the Southern writer Elizabeth Lawrence. Even if something is left undone, Everyone must take time to sit still and watch the leaves turn. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>